the world just witnessed the Israeli military carry out a devastating 11-day assault on Palestinians in Gaza. Israel killed over 200 Palestinians, including at least 67 children. That's more than the total number of Israelis killed by Palestinians over the last 11 years. Israeli airstrikes destroyed schools, refugee camps, international media outlets, hospitals, and damaged Gaza's only COVID-19 testing lab. Entire families were killed. Over 52,000 Palestinians were displaced by the bombing. Even without Israel dropping bombs, life in Gaza is unbearable. Palestinians in Gaza have been living under Israel's brutal blockade, sealed off from the rest of the world for nearly 15 years. Palestinians experience violence every day under Israel's occupation. Living under Israel's blockade also means severe shortages of life-saving medicine, food, electricity, and clean water. Palestinians in Gaza were still recovering from the 2014 invasion when Israel attacked them again. Nothing justifies Israel's actions. This was not a conflict among equals. One of the most advanced militaries in the world attacked a largely defenseless civilian population. Israel claims that Hamas is responsible for the civilian deaths because they shoot their rockets from civilian areas. But major human rights organizations around the world say that Israel bombs civilian areas indiscriminately. What Israel has done in Gaza could constitute war crimes. Even Israeli soldiers participating in groups like Breaking the Silence have admitted to knowingly committing atrocities. It's time to stop listening to Israel when it absolves itself of crimes against Palestinian children and civilians and start paying attention to what reputable human rights organizations tell us. Israel's actions are unacceptable. The United States must stop enabling Israel's misuse of American military aid and weaponry. Amid all this unnecessary death and destruction, it is unacceptable that the Biden administration has approved a $735 million sale of advanced weapons systems and munitions to Israel. The bulk of the proposed sale includes joint direct attack munitions. These are likely among the weapons used by the Israeli government in the most recent assault on Gaza. This planned arms sale has faced opposition in Congress. Joint resolutions of disapproval were introduced in both the House of Representatives and the Senate. The resolutions are endorsed by over 200 civil society organizations. We desperately need to scrutinize and debate 
the selling of more weapons to Israel. The United Nations is now investigating allegations that Israel has committed war crimes. The Biden administration's decision to sell arms to Israel at this time sends a message to Israel that it can act with impunity. It gives support to Israel's flagrant violations of international law. Congress must speak out to block the sale of more weapons to Israel at this time. Congress and the United States government provide Israel with a whopping $3.8 billion in annual military funding, along with diplomatic cover at the United Nations. Israel then uses the weapons and diplomatic cover to kill Palestinians. No country that slaughters innocent people should receive American military aid. American weapons and taxpayer dollars must not be used to slaughter innocent civilians, violate human rights, imprison and torture Palestinian children in the unjust Israeli military court system, demolish Palestinian homes, forcibly displace Palestinian families, or annex Palestinian land in violation of international law. Members of Congress should publicly call on the Biden administration to halt the $735 million weapons sale to Israel. The Israeli government uses weapons in violation of international law. Congress should demand further debate before this weapons sale is delivered to Israel. The siege must end. Israel must stop blockading the shipment of food, medical supplies, and basic consumer goods into Gaza. We must not allow American military aid and weapons to be used to oppress and kill innocent civilians and children. For these reasons, I call on the Biden administration to halt the $735 million weapons sale to Israel and to support all efforts to send humanitarian aid to Gaza. Ultimately, the only way to solve this problem is to end Israel's illegal and brutal military blockade and occupation of Gaza. Welcome to Bible Study for Progressives, a show where moderates, liberals, and leftists of all faiths and ideologies come together to discuss scripture, spirituality, and politics. And I have two guests today, both their names actually are Rich. So, um, of course, we've got the fantastic Rich Presida. Just loving your um, Bible Studies for Progressives podcast. And he's also a constitutional lawyer, you know, who really cares about divine government systems, how to bring in the next level of Christ consciousness. Like, really, our new system really is supposed to be, think about it, one nation, our USA. Okay, we have 883 military bases in 184 countries. Rich, go ahead. Rich Presidis here, constitutional lawyer, Bible studies for progressives. Got part of your podcast with those other guys. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you. Rich Presida, and the other Rich um, brother, Sarid, we'll call him, 
Uh, he'll be on. We're having trouble getting him online right now, but uh, let me run through his bio so when he comes on, people, real quick, Rich, just a sec. Um, Brother Sreed, uh, he was born and raised in the chaos of the South Bronx in the 70s. He bears a message for the healing of mind and soul. We are possibilities of life expressing as humanity seeking unity and community in a world full of uh, illusionary separation. The universe is not at war with itself, and neither should we be. After his lifetime of experiencing imposition of religion and liberation through personal spiritual intimacy and the mystic path, he has distilled the whole of these experiences into a message that, though not new, is needed now more than ever. After years of participating in creating, organizing, and leading spiritual and creative communities, Throughout the U.S., he is returning to his original calling of healing and teaching that the truth we seek we are. We're supposed to bring in. Welcome, Brother Sreed, when you come in. But go ahead now, Rich, on what, what's been coming to you, what are you doing, and what can we do to bring in, you know, healthcare, not warfare. Go ahead. Right. I, wa- I want to announce something while I got the time here that I'm doing. On June 27th, that's Sunday, at 4 p.m., Pacific time, I'm doing a democracy activist training on Zoom, and you can register for that by um, going to www.tinyurl.com slash democracy story, and you can register for that. www.tinyurl.com tinyurl.com slash democracy story. So it's um, www.tinyurl.com slash my democracy story. And what we're going to be doing is developing our own authentic, unique voice around the issue of why democracy is so important so that we can expand our activism, and it's really one of our first trainings, and we're going to have a series of trainings. So look forward to that. I mean, just just the idea that when something has gone on for a long time, that it's inevitable and, and must continue, and we don't have to do anything to stop it, as, as if we're not responsible for what happens in the world. It, it's a complete... We're not taking responsibility for our role and our responsibility to resist violence, oppression, war, terror, torture, violations of human rights around the world. So just because, right, and this is the same thing in Israel. They say, oh, they've always been fighting, Palestine and Israel. Always, they've been fighting for a thousand years. And they'll fight. Do we really want them fighting killing children, slaughtering people, bombing, uh, shooting rockets. Do we really want this to go on forever? We're often just deceived and self-deceived sometimes. And And propaganda, and a lot of propaganda has influenced us. And, in fact, propaganda is all we have to make sense of the world, the news, media, um, advertising, uh, 
So all these things are coming. That's the only source of information. And if we are not careful about how we consume the information and what we believe and what we disbelieve and so forth, then uh, we can find ourselves deceived in a terrible situation. Right now, Israel has been sending propaganda, and that propaganda has been that anyone who opposes Israel is anti-Semitic. So they sort of anyone who opposes the military funding is what happens every time Israel attacks Gaza and every time Hamas shoots rockets in response, Israel bombs them, and they don't seem capable of learning. But hey, this is not the only country in the world with poor leadership. This is not the only country in the world that has a dictatorship. But yet, Israel has recently launched an assault on Gaza in which it killed over 200 Palestinians, including at least 67 children. And that's more than the total number of Israelis killed by Palestinians over the last 11 years. Airstrikes destroyed schools, refugee camps, media outlets, news outlets. So there's yes. Hey there, Lynn? Yes, hi, Sarid. There yeah. you are. My apologies. Jump in. So hello. I just I gave a little bit of your bio there, and welcome, welcome to the call. And uh, Rich, this is Sarid, but actually his first name is Rich. <laughs> we got hi, Rich. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to say it's, 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 it's great to be back, Lynn, and thank you for having me back. And yes, and, and normally I go by uh, three, but yeah, and, and uh, I've heard quite a bit about you, Grant, so looking forward to this, uh, to this conversation. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I've, um, we were talking a little bit about war and violence and how Israel... Healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah, money. Healthcare. Healthcare. Right. Healthcare. And how much money... I mean, we talked about the number of military bases around the world, but what we haven't really mentioned so far is military aid and U.S. weaponry that is disseminated to Saudi Arabia, who uses it to bomb Yemen, to Israel, who uses it to bomb and kill Palestinians. Right. What are we supporting? What are we supporting? We have... It's been approved $735 million sale of advanced weapons to Israel, and which contain joint direct attack munitions, the same weapons Israel used on Gaza. If we think that we can send arms to other countries and have them allow them to be used to oppress and kill and torture and murder civilians and children, that's coming back to us. That's coming back not just Arma. politically, but also yep. spiritually. Spiritually, yep. this is not Absolutely. good for our nation. What do you think there? I, I think you're right on with pinpointing areas where uh, the U.S. government is, is, is clearly in cahoots with the military to expand its military colonialism. It's really what it is. But I think at, at, at the very heart of it, what we're seeing as symptoms the military intervention and the arming of of um, radical groups and, and and nations around the world. At the heart of that is a consciousness, is an idea that humanity is in a state of separation, and that the universe is in a is in a state of war with itself. To my mind, I think that 
if we tackle the, the, the consciousness at the level of principles that we might uh, be able to pinpoint areas where we ourselves as individuals could make changes within ourselves by unplugging from this way of thinking, being, and operating and employing an alternate way of operating and being. If we do that on an individual level and inform and educate one another at the grassroots level, I think that that could be a movement that will eventually say, you know, if uh, U.S. government, Russian government, CCP, whoever you are, if you want to continue that, that's fine. We're completely unplugging, divesting ourselves. And, and because that also extends to the realm of, and I don't mean to be controversial, but it also extends to the realms of education, medicine, religion, economic. I mean, all of it is predicated on advantages for a few and an operational level of ignorance on the part of the many. But again, at the heart of it is, is this idea that the universe is at war with itself, and we've seen that that idea, that principle play itself out all throughout human history, uh, whether you're talking about the setting up of priesthoods in ancient Egypt, where then the truth was basically monopolized by the few, um, whether you're talking about Rome and, and ancient Rome instituting the idea of perpetual debt, where every civilization prior to it had debt forgiveness built into their economies to rejuvenate their economies, whether we're talking about the monopolizing of, of faith and belief by the Catholic Church and also Islam, which, you know, any religion that insists that it's this way, not that way, our way only, not your way, anything at all that lends itself to that kind of thinking is going to result in the kinds of policy that we're finding fault with now, the, the military expansionism and, and, and arming of and, and criminalizing of other peoples and, and factions. So um, it's, it's multi-level to my mind, but at the heart of it is, is a central core idea that the universe is at war with itself. Uh, with itself. Right. Unplug from the negative, plug into love, plug into justice, plug, plug into care and compassion. I want to talk a little bit here because I've been on Palestine and that issue, the Palestinian Children and Families Act, which is H.R. 2590, it's the first legislation of its kind that to ensure that taxpayer dollars aren't used by Israel to imprison and torture Palestinian children, demolish Palestinian homes and property, or further annex Palestinian land in violation of international law. It promotes human rights, provides needed government accountability, creates the conditions for an end to U.S. military support for Israel's apartheid rule and for a just and lasting peace for all Palestinians and Israelis. And it's endorsed by over 140 civil society organizations. Did you know, Lynn, that the Israel milita Israeli military detains 700 Palestinian children every year in a military court system that denies them representation in basic human rights, and that Israel has detained an estimated 13,000 Palestinian children since 2000 in its military prisons. 
and nearly three out of four Palestinian children experience physical violence after the arrest and are often arrested without warrants, without their parents being told why, and are frequently interrogated without a lawyer or guardian present. And this system of widespread institutional abuse is well documented by the U.S. State Department, Human Rights Watch, UNICEF, the Palestinian and Human Civil Rights Organization. I mean, imagine, Lynn, if this happened to your loved ones, to your children, no child should have to endure this. Palestinian children, like all children, deserve protection. This bill is a necessary bill to protect Palestinian children and families from Israel aggression and the annexation of their land. Israel routinely destroys Palestinian homes in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, leaving thousands of Palestinians homeless. And Israel's demolition of Palestinian homes and the eviction of Palestinian families is even more severe during COVID. As the pandemic raged, Israel demolished 851 Palestinian homes, displacing over a thousand Palestinians, including 527 children. So this is an issue that needs to be addressed along with the money. And now Israel wants another billion dollars of military aid. And what do they need it for? To attack Palestinians, to use against Palestinians who are largely defenseless. You know, Israel says that Hamas is responsible because it shoots its rockets from civilian areas. But the international human rights organizations say that Israel bombed indiscriminately to kill and maim and torture and imprison occupied Israel. All right, Sarit. So, so what have you what have you got to say? What you were trying to jump in there for a while? Sure. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Israel Palestine that situation, and you know, one one thing that um that Lynn mentioned was right going back and like to the uh, to the Powell document the, in in seventy three where they you know had laid out the seven countries that would be invaded over oil and, and that sort of thing and 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 the, so that's that's the right approach is going back in time and identifying the seed as much as possible like for instance with the israeli-palestinian conflict it's often framed as um as a quote-unquote you know a, a family feud right the children of abraham and the children of uh, uh, ishmael or the children of isaac and, and the children of ishmael Ishmael, the, the Arabs and the Jews, and, and okay, fine. That's that works for uh, myth as far as myth is concerned. Great, and, and maybe there are lessons to extract from that. But the real heart of the matter is is the way that the state of Israel was was uh, established is incorrect. If you've read or if, if you've heard of the book The Thirteenth Tribe by Arthur Kessler himself a Jewish person who, who is a, a scholar and historian and writer. And Arthur Kessler had asked himself, what is it that makes me Jewish? What, what does this mean to me? And so he researched the matter for a number of years and then published a book in the 70s called The 13th Tribe, which identifies the, the modern-day Western Jewish world as, as not being Palestinian at all. 
the origin is in the Caucasus region. It was the Khazar tribe that was situated between the Black and Caspian Seas just north of the uh, Caucasus Mountains. I mean, th- there's a whole long story to that if, if you care to look into it. It is fascinating. And that's the issue that the Arab world has with the so-called Jewish world. They're not Jews. They're not, they're not tied to Palestine as they claim to be. Right. Remind people about my event on June 27th at 4 p.m. It's a Zoom meeting, Democracy Activist Training, My Democracy Story. And just go to register. Just go to www.tinyurl.com slash democracy story. Uh, did you know, Lynn, that Israel plans to force hundreds of Palestinians out of East Jerusalem and that Secretary of State Tony Blinken and 25 House representatives have signed a letter demanding that he not do that. Every day, Israel annexes more and more land in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, devastating the Palestinians from their loved ones. And Israel has shown time and time again it will continue building settlements despite our verbal objections. We appreciate members of Congress who have spoken out against this de facto annexations, but it's clear it's not enough. Opposing something in word without taking action enables it. So the U.S. has laws to ensure that the government does not fund violations of human rights, but these laws are not enforced. And this legislation, H.R. 2590, will be make sure that our actions align with our spending, with our values. And Sarid, go ahead. We're almost out of time. Uh, what do you um, have to say? Contact or, you know, who you want to, you know, put, put out what you want to put out there? Sarid, okay. I do have... Thank I, I, you. I do have something coming up, a, a podcast. Um, I'm not prepared to announce it yet. Um, I'm just finalizing some details. So maybe perhaps the next time we're on, um, I can make mention of it. Great, Sharid. And I want to just add Bible study for progressives. My name, Rich Procida, P-R-O-C-I-D-A. I write for LAProgressive.com. I have articles on BuzzFlash and on my blog, ModernLectionary.blogspot.com. This has been Bible Study for Progressives. If you enjoyed the program, please subscribe to our podcast or put us in your favorites and write a five-star review. Tell your friends about us and share us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and click the donate button at modernlectionaries.blogspot.com. Your support will help us reach more people, produce more and better shows, and cover the cost of production. Feel free to send me a note or comment on the show. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Rich Proceda. Thank you for listening.